You're listening to Hurt at Sports Radio. Wrapping up hour number one here on Hurt at Sports Radio, AM 590, ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities. We're live on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. The YouTube comments are off the hook as always. And uh, we appreciate everybody chiming in on the Warhorse Sportsbook hotline as well. You can give us a call, 888-638-4876. I'm going to say one more thing for now, and then we can move on to other actual sports things that didn't happen 35 years ago. Here's what I'll say. If I gave you a blind resume, just of a prospect, with Bo's attributes, okay? What, what is he, 6'2", 230, 41340 242 62 242 41340 I love you 1700 yards his senior year in college I don't even like saying that out loud it kind of made me feel icky you a little cringy uh Heisman trophy as a senior in college if I gave you all of that mm-hmm. and say it will equal to this production 38 total games in the NFL 2,700 yards and 16 touchdowns over the course of four years. You would be disappointed. Mm, I don't know. For a Heisman Trophy winner, a lot of those Heisman guys don't make it that far. You're you're missing the entire point of the argument here, Shano. <laughs> but he has a. He told you for two days in a row he has a blind spot. I'm just saying, blind resume. Take Bo's name off. No, I'm with you. If it's, I give you all of those things, yeah. and say this is what you get out of it, you'd be like, wait, that's it. If I gave you Adrian Peterson. And said he ends up with 38 games, 2,700 yards, 16 touchdowns over four years. That's all you get. You'd be disappointed. Yeah. And I think Bo is more physically gifted than Adrian Peterson. Is that reasonable? Uh, They're at least in the same neighborhood. I'm not going to die on that hill. They're in the same neighborhood. Fair? Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Adrian Peterson is probably the most gifted runner He's since Bo. A- all day is a freak. He is. So was Bo. That's the argument we're having with Bo, right? Absolute freak. If, I, if coming out of Oklahoma... Adrian Peterson had given you 38 games, 2,700 yards, so 16 touchdowns you know over what's, four years. You know what's funny? You'd be dramatically disappointed. You know what's funny? If you go back and look at all days, Oklahoma. People of my age and generation, probably the best running back we've seen. Careful. What are you? Th- I'm 36. Barry was on the very front end of me watching NFL football. Yeah. And it was on the back end of his career. I, like, I saw good Barry Sanders, but I don't have the totality of his career. For guys whose career started after I, I started I, watching I, football. I, I still think you're – with his greatness – Who am I, I forgetting, Barry? I still think you're sleeping on LaDainian Tomlinson. Fair. LaDainian's really, really good. He was unbelievable. Really, really good. I remember LaDainian a little bit at TCU and obviously with the Chargers. I think the Chargers thing kind of leaves him out of the – he gets forgotten a little bit, which, I, you know, I'm a big Marshall Falk guy. Great player. Um, but for guys that started and ended their career since I started watching football, like Peterson is, is about as good I, I love I love the I love the blind spot thing. I also like the like somebody asked a question. Yeah, who was that? Was but, that Jordan? Yeah. So my so Jordan asked he said, Who's baseball's version of Bo Jackson? A guy who's prodigiously talented. I kinda like the Josh Hamilton answer. Yeah, so basically we're what we're looking for, right, is somebody who's prodigiously talented who whose career did not live up to that talent for whatever reason. Yeah, Matt Harrion. 
Matt, Matt Herring is one of those guys, like locally. Mm-hmm. Like if you ask Nebraska fans, people will tell you that that Matt Herring belongs in like the pantheon of Nebraska tight ends. Mm. Now the numbers don't really back that up. In a sh- kind of like like in a condensed right. form, yes. And it's harder in college, right? Because you only have so much time. But I, I, I think that would be an equivalent. But Josh Hamilton I look at and say, because he has specifically baseball. And Josh Hamilton I look at, okay, guy that has. So he had four and a half really good years. And had. And people forget he started. I, didn't he start out in Cincinnati? Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure. He was drafted by the Rays. I think he started out in Cincinnati too. But I don't think he did anything until Texas in mm-hmm. terms of his, his good run. Obviously, that was different circumstances, right? It was drugs and substance abuse and all that kind of stuff. But in terms of a guy who had all the talent in the world that never really got there, except for for a brief and shining moment, it's Josh Hamilton. It would prob- I'd probably say it'd be more inclined to be pitchers. Yeah, you get a lot with, than, pitchers, than with injuries. Th- than, and, than positional players at first blush. But even, you know, we talked about this guy yesterday. I, you know whose stats I need to go back and look at? Who? Like in its totality, because I have an irrational disdain for him. Who? Eric Lindros. Ooh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. Hockey, yeah. Um, and maybe he was better than I thought. It doesn't seem like it. I've heard of him, so he probably fir- was better than first, you thought at first blush. But I remember him come again. This peak, mm-hmm. peak DB, right? I'm like, I don't get it. You know, he's. Big, strong, young, good-looking guy. And, mm-hmm. I mean, he was uber-talented. And he had a thing with him that you couldn't really see, so people wondered if he was, like, jaking it. But, you know, he was a concussion guy. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And I, I, and I think at that time, concussions were – I remember even when I first started coaching in high school, we would kind of roll our eyes when people would use the concussion yeah, term because people thought you were soft because you couldn't really you couldn't see right. it and people would describe it and you're like and you sometimes kind of it's embarrassing to say out loud now like you but wondered, full disclosure I'm pretty open with that like I'm like really you wondered how much they actually wanted to be out there yeah that and that's I mean and thankfully we've come a long way yeah some most people have come a long way with concussions and that but that was pretty prevalent. Late 90s, early 2000s, even into 20, late And you're 2000s. talking 03 when I started? Yeah, it, it was, you know, it's a, I think, obviously it's different because concussions do have physical symptoms, but I think it's a lot the way people talk about mental health. I, I want to go, but yeah, I, so I need to, so Eric Lindros may be in that. One they need to revisit. In that discussion know. for and me. And to be, to be clear, I don't have an irrational hate for Bo Jackson. I don't. Yeah, I'm over kind of, you know, like. I don't, like I don't care it's not somebody that i like have an axe to grind against like russell westbrook irrational hate i can admit that did you watch did you watch johnny manzel's have you seen him on club shay shay i haven't i saw the documentary on him i haven't caught up on club shay shay yet i actually think that was and i'm kind of i've cooled on sharp the last month Mm -hmm. right like i'm one of those guys i'm like I've, i've seen this before where you get like too much too fast and you don't know what to do with it Kind of right. trying to keep his head above water. Yeah, like I see myself in there sometimes. And he's kind of emotional, so mm-hmm. it's like you have to practice balancing that. But 
Johnny Manziel was really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. And I thought he was honest, like at least authentic, right? And and so he's talking about – he said something about maximizing your like your God-given abilities. Mm-hmm. And the, the thing that he – that sticks in his craw the most is – he just wasn't willing to grind day to day to reach his full potential. Mm-hmm. Number one, because he didn't want to be accountable. But number two, he didn't love playing. Yeah. And we just talked, we've talked about this a lot. I've talked about this for like five or six years. I told you, you know, Bo opened my eyes to it like, oh, God, you know, he God actually loves, loves it. Yeah. And so I just started thinking about when people actually do stuff just because they can versus whether they love it. And mm-hmm. He's like, you know what? I just didn't, I didn't love it. And he, and he went into kind of explaining, you know, um, you know, he'd go on these benders Mm -hmm. like Tuesday and Thursday and he'd have to run it off during walkthroughs. And he goes, you know, I just wish I would have appreciated my teammates more because I wouldn't have been so quick to want to let them down Mm -hmm. being, being selfish. And I, and I, it's just funny because that team won a lot of games Mm -hmm. And I always think about I, – I, I draw it back to a lot of times people think it's just about having good players. But that is only a minuscule part it's, of it. It's only part of it. Like, you have to be committed. Max said it the other day in his presser. Did you catch it? He said – You have to have guys that want to be unselfish and play the way we want to play. 100%. Yep. He said that's not for everybody, mm-hmm. and that's okay. You can be good someplace else. But those are the guys that we bring. But here. those are the guys that we bring here. Mm-hmm. And I, I just and I and I go back to you know people think I have a weird affinity for Coach Mack, and and I just remember in in thirteen like when they transitioned and we had him on in, in the Big East, and I asked him about recruiting, mm-hmm. right? Because you had to go from. Mo Valley. Mo Valley to the Big East. Yeah, mid-major recruiting to Big East. And he said, give me a little time, mm-hmm. right? I'm not, I'm not going to make any rational judgment, irrational judgments mm-hmm. yet. I, I don't, you know, because I was kind of getting specific, right? Not really. I was like, I was talking about length and wing defenders and the mm-hmm. way the game is played. And he goes, I need to study it. I, I, need, to, I need to look at backcourts. I need to see how teams are playing. He says, but two things that we're not going to get away from. Mm-hmm. I want guys that are highly skilled, and I want guys with good high basketball IQs. Those are non-negotiables. Yeah. And and you just hear, like, good, like, Coach Rule. Was he talk about the basic guidelines of guys that he recruits? Does he always land the plane on? Guys that want to be here. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Guys yeah. that love playing. Mm-hmm. Because he does the same thing with coaches, too. With his coaching staff, right? Guys that want to be there, guys that love football, guys that are going to grind. And behind the scenes, I mean, look at how many times these guys have, like, swapped out staffs. Yeah. But he always finds the next right guy. Man, yeah. Coming up next, speaking of coaching staffs, we're going to talk to Adam McClintock. He's the college football professor from Matrix Analytical. Haven't had a chance to really dive into some of the stuff that happened at UCLA, some of the movement from head coach to coordinator spots. Want to get into that with Adam here coming up on the 8 o'clock hour. That's coming up next on Hernan Sports Radio.